Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. When you were writing your 2020 New Year's resolutions, did they include you running your first Spartan race or your first competitive Spartan race? If so, well, we all know how that went, right? 2020 may have been the year of postponing and setting aside big goals and milestones, but 2021, it's comeback time. And I want to help you hit the start line of your first Spartan race or your first competitive race, feeling strong, confident, and ready to go. Join me for Start Line Strong, a movement-based masterclass that will take you from feeling overwhelmed and underprepared to on fire to finally run that race. This is a -a one-of-a-kind combination of workout and workshop made just for women over 40. In this free event, I'll give you the tools you need to ditch the fear and feel ready to sign up and show up for your first Spartan race or your first competitive race, all while getting an amazing all-levels workout in the process. Start Line Strong takes place on Saturday, May 22nd at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and is free to attend. To snag your free spot, go to robinleggett.com start. As someone who self-identifies as a runner, I want to talk about a pet peeve of mine. It goes something like this. I post something about running on social media. My comment thread fills with replies where people say things like, why are you running? Is someone chasing you? Or the only thing that would get me to run is a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, stuff like that. Like here I am posting something that I'm proud of and some people have a tendency to just poo-poo it. That would drive anyone crazy, right? But then I have to check myself because it wasn't that long ago that I was one of those people. You see, I didn't always self-identify as a runner. Quite the opposite, actually. I spent most of my life avoiding running. I hated it. Anytime we had to run in high school PE class, I found a way to make myself scarce. I usually ducked away with some of my friends to chat about this hot new band called the Red Hot Chili Peppers that I was obsessed with because, you know, it was the early 90s. But I most certainly was not running. Even when I got into roller derby years later, I still hated running. Here I was at a place in my fitness where I could skate for hours at a time, but running for five minutes made my lungs feel like they were about to explode. Every so often, we'd have an off-skates practice where the trainer would ask us to run. Whenever that happened, I'd reply with great indignance that Susie don't run. By the way, in case you didn't know, roller derby skaters have something called derby names where we give ourselves a skate name to fit our personality. My skate name was Susie Snake Eyes. What can I say? I like to play craps. Anyway, Susie Don't Run became my mantra. Yeah, I was that person. I had several reasons to explain why Susie Don't Run. First of all, I'm what you would call well-endowed, and the sports bras of the world just couldn't support the, well, bounce that running creates. And then there was the whole lung explosion after five minutes feeling. So there it was. 
Susie Don't Run would become the hill I would die on. Until it wasn't. Because here's the thing. Just because you aren't ready to do something now doesn't mean you won't be ready to do it later. And that moment for me happened at the tail end of my time as a roller derby skater. I was about to get married and wanted to get more fit for my wedding, so I decided to start running. I honestly can't tell you why that mindset shift happened or the exact moment it did. Maybe I finally got a well-made and supportive sports bra. But regardless, I downloaded a Couch to 5K app and I started running. Was it this miraculous thing where all of a sudden everything came together and it was easy for me? (laughs) Heck no. It was hella hard. But I built my endurance up slowly. The nice thing about an app like Couch to 5K is that it keeps things really manageable while you build your stamina and endurance. It starts off really simple, like 30 seconds jog, three minutes walk for about 10 minutes. Totally doable. And then it slowly builds like that for a bit. But let me tell you this. I will never forget the day I opened up the app and it told me to run 10 minutes without stopping. I was like, what? crazy app. The idea of running for 10 minutes without stopping seemed completely ludicrous to me. Just like out of control, crazy, insane. But I did it. It was hard, but I finished and I was damn proud of myself. Eventually, the app asked me to run 20 minutes without stopping. Same thing. Did it. Hard. Finished. Proud of myself. I kept building to the point where I could run a 5k race. Then a 10K race. The weekend of my 40th birthday, I ran my first half marathon. When I was 44, I ran my first Spartan Ultra. Now that's 30 miles with obstacles and it took me 13 hours, but I did it. And just last year, days before the world shut down, I ran my first marathon, my first full marathon at age 45. It just blows my mind to look back on that day when the Couch to 5K app asked me to run 10 minutes without stopping and how extreme my reaction was to that, especially now that I can and have run for hours without stopping. So yeah, perhaps I need to give some grace to the people who comment with the running from the zombie apocalypse stuff because I've been there. I was that person. But now I'm on the other side where I've discovered that yes, I can run great distances And I can actually enjoy it. I'm not just talking about enjoying how I feel when I'm done, but enjoy the act of running itself while it's happening and look forward to doing it again. You might be listening to all that and think that I just said that I've seen Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and the Loch Ness Monster all at once. That's how unbelievable it might seem to you that running can actually be fun. But it can. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about today because it's possible that you've been frustrated with your own running progress. That every time you run, you feel like your lungs are going to explode. That you feel like you're not getting any better, you're not getting any faster, and you don't feel like you're improving your pace or your distance. That you might be in danger of falling into the zombie apocalypse camp. If that's you, I'm here to tell you that it can get better. You can eventually run farther and faster, and it is possible to enjoy the process. And to help you, I want to share my top tips to help you run farther, run faster, and run happy. With these simple strategy shifts, you can move from wanting to burn your running gear to signing up for the kinds of races that make you question your sanity. Believe me, that's how I felt when I hit that registration button for my Spartan Ultra. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So are you ready to become one of those people who cancels their Saturday night plans because you have an early run on Sunday? You know, a run you would rather do than go out the night before? Okay, here we go. Tip number one, be patient with yourself and trust the process. Building your endurance and becoming someone who loves running, that doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't. If you're starting from scratch, you'll need to start slow and take your time. That's why Couch to 5K and other run builder programs exist, to slowly and gradually build your distance in a way you can manage. So trust that process. Be willing to go slow and take your time. And know that you may feel like you're huffing and puffing for a while. But if you practice patience and trust the process, you'll also start surprising yourself with what you can do. Soon enough, you'll find yourself running your first mile when you previously couldn't run to the end of your driveway. Or you'll run 10 minutes without stopping and it'll blow your damn mind. You'll remember these early milestones when you are crushing miles years later. And yes, it's sometimes a years later kind of thing. Just for some perspective, I started running around 2010. I ran my first 5K in 2012. I think I ran my first 10K in 2014. I ran my first half marathon in 2015. And I ran my first full marathon in 2020, 10 years after my running journey started. But the cool thing is, is that 10 years later, at age 46, I'm still discovering my ability to run farther, run faster, and run happy. So resist the urge to rush it and take your time. Progress will come if you stick with it, I promise. Okay, so tip number two is incorporate strength training. A big mistake that new runners make is to just run without doing any other type of strength training. I mean, I did it back when I started. But here's why this is a mistake that can be holding you back from making progress. Running is a repetitive stress movement, meaning you're using the same muscles in the same way over and over again and in a fairly high impact way. If you don't strengthen your body to support this repetitive stress, it could lead to injury, which most definitely will not help you run farther, run faster, or run happy. This is why strength training is important. You want to strengthen all the muscles in your lower body to help protect your muscles, joints, tendons, and ligaments from injury. For example, running can sometimes lead to knee pain or injury. You can possibly prevent that by strengthening the muscles around the knee. And it's not just the lower body. 
Strengthening your core will help you improve your posture and breathing while you run. And strengthening your upper body will help with your arm swing. You can do this by adding a couple of resistance training workouts per week to ensure you're strengthening your muscles to support your continued run building efforts. Now on to tip number three, treat yourself to new running shoes. Another common thing that new runners do is to run on beat up old shoes. It makes sense. This is a new hobby and you're not sure it's going to stick. So you don't want to throw down a bunch of money to buy shoes that you don't know if you're going to wear for the long term. But here is why I encourage you to get yourself new running shoes as soon as you are able because they can change your running game. This goes back to what I talked about in tip number two. Running is a repetitive stress activity. And if you're doing said activity on beat up shoes with no support and worn down soles, you'll likely feel that in your body. Knee pain, ankle pain, hip pain, it could be your shoes. I'm not saying that shoes are the only reason people experience pain while running, but it's certainly worth exploring. I remember when I first started running, I was wearing some old Nikes I had laying around, and soon enough, I was feeling knee pain. I wanted to attribute it to weak muscles or simply getting older, but then a kind and generous soul recommended that I get fit for new running shoes. And that leads to a running shoe pro tip. Running stores can help you figure out the right running shoe for your foot, your arch, and your stride. And they often do it for free. So if you're new to running, it could benefit you to go to a local running store and get fit for running shoes. I did that and I got a shoe they recommended. And once I started using them, my knee pain went away right away and running just felt better. Again, I want to reiterate that shoes are not a magic cure-all as much as we would like to think they are. But unless you're a barefoot runner, they are necessary. The cool thing is that my stride has changed over the years and so has my choice in shoe. But I still prioritize a good running shoe so that I can continue to run farther, run faster and run happy. Now that leads to an important question that you might have. When should I replace my running shoes? When you're considering replacing your running shoes, don't think about it in terms of time or years, but rather in terms of miles. How many miles have you run on your shoes? According to Runner's World and several other sources, you should replace your running shoes every 300 to 500 miles. So if you're just getting started, you'll likely be able to make a good pair of running shoes go the distance for you for a long time. And yes, that pun was intended. Okay, so I know people tend to like things in threes, but I do have one more tip for you. And real talk, this will likely be your least favorite tip. But this one is truly the key to breaking that threshold to running farther, running faster, and running happy. And that is incorporate speed training. Just going out and running for distance or running for time is fine, but you may find yourself struggling to improve your pace or your stamina over the long term. That comes with speed training. So what do I mean by speed training? This can look a number of ways. For example, you can run intervals where you're running max speed for a very short distance or time, followed by a long rest interval. You can do tempo runs where you run fast for a designated amount of time or miles. The purpose of speed training is to improve your aerobic capacity. Let's break it down. When you start running, every run may feel like a lung buster. Even when you're running at what's supposed to be a relaxed pace or a long, slow distance run, as that's often called, you may find your heart rate is still hovering in the 80th to 90th percentile range. That's why you feel like you're going to pass out. At that stage of your training, in order to keep your heart rate low enough to hold what is often called a conversational pace, you'd most likely have to be walking instead of running. Without doing dedicated training to help you improve your aerobic capacity, you may stay like that for a long time. 
By including interval training and tempo running into your run training, you'll start improving your ability to push at those fast paces. Your heart rate when pushing hard will start coming down, as will your heart rate during those long, slow distance runs. And eventually you will get to a point where you can run and hold a conversation at the same time or improve your pace without feeling like you're going to die. So if you're wondering what a typical training week can look like, think about it this way. You could do two days of interval or tempo work, two days of strength training, and one long, slow distance run per week. Of course, if you're at the very beginning of your running journey, you can definitely do a couch to 5K program with some strength training added in, and then build in the speed training as your overall endurance improves. Because that, my friends, is when running starts becoming fun. It becomes fun when you start hitting new pace milestones, when you're able to run long enough for those elusive runner's endorphins to kick in. When you start crossing finish lines and hitting new personal bests, when you start running distances you never thought were possible for you. So to wrap up, remember this. Running is a journey and a process. You have unlimited capacity to grow and improve, but it takes time and everyone's timeline is different. But running is one of those rare activities where there is an extremely low barrier to entry. Get yourself some shoes and get outside. That's it. Where you go from there is up to you. So start exactly where you are. Be patient with the process. Make sure you're strengthening your body. Treat yourself to some running kicks when you can and add in the speed training as you continue your journey. And here's to running farther, running faster, and running happy. If you've been wanting to run a Spartan race for like ever now or level up to your first competitive race, I've got good news for you. Races are back on the calendar and I want to help you make this goal happen. Join me on Saturday, May 22nd for Start Line Strong, a movement-based masterclass that will take you from feeling overwhelmed and underprepared to on fire to run your first Spartan race or your first competitive race. Part workout, part workshop, Start Line Strong will give you the tools you need to ditch the fear and feel ready to sign up and show up for your first Spartan race or your first competitive race, all while getting an amazing all-levels workout in the process. Start Line Strong takes place on Saturday, May 22nd at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and it's free to attend. Reserve your spot now at robinleggett.com start.